Welcome back to another episode of Back Issues. I'm Toby Shaver. I'm here as always with my brother Dave. What is up, Shavy D? How you doing today, Toby? Doing awesome. Glad to be back on the microphones with you, my brother. You know it. So uh, you know we're in we're in month nineteen or so of the coronavirus. Um, the <laughs> yeah, certainly the, feels like it. The content, you know, the 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 nerd worthy, binge worthy content is starting to run a little thin. I still have like a long list of things that I definitely, you know, will go back. You know, I still haven't watched Game of Thrones, but like I'm saving that. Um, you know, that's like a crack the glass. I mean, you'd think this is the exact time in history I should be saving it for, but uh, I don't know. I still haven't been drawn in yet, but how, how's it going over there? What have you been watching? And or reading. Uh, well, I've actually been uh, catching up on uh, Umbrella Academy, getting nice. ready for the uh, season two premiere, and uh, just oh my goodness, that was one of those comics where you know you just couldn't help but be skeptical. I mean, as much as I I enjoy. Uh, uh, my Chemical Romance, you know, I, 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 I'm an old, you know, they're not, it's not exactly my generation per se, but uh, I, I definitely like the music. Um, but I, you know, I just wasn't sure, you know, years ago when, uh, when the books, when the comic books came out and uh, uh, it was great. I mean, it's just a great story and uh, what they've done with the Netflix series has been Awesome. Uh, you know, in, a, in, a, in an episode, in another episode, you'll uh, hear more. Uh, but the uh, with the approach of season two, I mean, I I was kind of breaking down the preview the other day, and uh, for season two, and uh, I mean, it might be better than the first, and and I was blown away by the first. So uh, yeah, so that's what I've been I mean, watching. You've been selling me on it. I'm de- I'm definitely gonna jump in. So maybe that'll move to the top of the list because I really have been looking for. You know all the series that I really wanted to dive into. I'm I'm pretty much caught up on, so that could be definitely one that I'll check out. But yeah, I've been going back. I don't know something about quarantine and something about just the whole vibe right now. There's a lot of comfort in going back to content that you know is great. You know that you're not like here's my. You know, granted, I have a little extra couch time these days, but it's still precious time. So some of it I want to devote to things that that I know I've enjoyed. So I went back and kind of binged. I've been well, I've been poking around in the DC Universe app just because I feel like, you know, any day now I'm going to get an email telling me it's shut down. So I've been trying to, you know, soak up as much of that as I can. But I've also been dipping into my Blu-rays. So I watched... um, the DC animated Son of Batman and followed by Batman and Robin, just to go back to those kind oh, of two baby. as a pair. Those are underrated. I almost forgot oh. how, how good those two movies, especially watching them back to back. That they did an awesome job with those. Oh, for sure. Oh, two of my favorites. I mean, you know, of all the the well, again, you know, I don't know what exactly is going to happen moving forward with the continuity because, uh, um, 
know, with uh, Apocalypse War kind of wrapping it up, from my understanding, yeah. uh, the uh, of the of you know the continuity that just wrapped up. I mean, that part of it has been exceptional. Yeah. Uh, I, I as we talked about in an earlier episode, the you know I just really love the the Dick Grayson character. It's just he's just truly one of my favorites in all of comics. And, you know, as much as I really, you know, no one at the time was a big Jason Todd fan, but again, I've, I've enjoyed what they've done with him, and I really, you know, enjoyed what they did with the Tim Drake character, and, and you know, he has his place for sure. But uh, Damian Wayne is just fantastic. Yeah. There's... You know, that is, as much as Dick Grayson is the physical embodiment of the hopeful aspects of Batman, you know, Damien is the militant, you know, measured, the mission is everything side of of him. And it's, uh, you know, it's fun. It's really fun to watch. Yeah. And, uh, and it's funny you bring him up specifically too, because we'll talk about him more later. Cause this episode, we're going to talk about the Batman teenage mutant Ninja turtles crossover in which I was delighted to see, you know, that it was in, you know, more current continuity. I didn't know. Oh, I, I thought it could have I'm been so just glad a you mentioned that. self-contained I was, thing. I, I, we'll talk about it later, but it. I was glad to see that it was current and that Damien was involved. And I, I just thought that added so much, but we won't get ahead of ourselves here. Uh, let's talk about a couple things in the news that I thought would be of interest, you know, in the category of freaking coronavirus again. Now it looks like they're delaying um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Which, what the, I mean, it's done. From my understanding was that the whole thing was already finished. So I don't understand, like, you know, we're starved for content out here. Um, I, I don't understand why it's been delayed again. But it seems like these things that are like these, you know, six episode projects and everything, put them out. Yep. Yeah, the, uh, well, it's... You know, uh, my thought process is on the side of trying to be understanding is, you know, they Marvel has done a, such a great job with the flow of their universe that, you know, there's a way that they want to present these series going into the movies and and back out of and, you know, so on and so forth. And, and you know, with productions in in flux in in certain ways you know i can understand it but at the same time you know playing devil's advocate you know uh, there have always been you know a few whispers and rumors of you know kevin feige being pretty you know uh, you know on the kind side meticulous on the yeah you know the other side maybe a little controlling um and you know I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, I'm not trying yeah. to imply anything. Well, and, say, I, but and, I'm just, I'm and actually, I, I did just read that 
production actually was halted in March. I think I perhaps my my anger was premature. I think I might have confused it with WandaVision, perhaps. So uh, I'm going to let you slide yeah, this what's... time, Disney. <laughs> yes. Well, and that, and, that, and that I guess maybe... Well, okay. Because I guess the story yeah, no. was that WandaVision it... wouldn't be delayed now. Um, so maybe okay. we'll be getting that. But that makes more sense to me. I mean, I can comment on that. You know, again, I didn't read the, read the article that you're speaking of, but I can say that uh, from every indication I've had along the way, uh, WandaVision plays specifically. You know, there's there's a... You know, again, now I'm not in the meetings and such, but, uh, you know, what I've gleaned from some things I've seen and read is, especially with these next, you know, three or four projects on Disney Plus with Marvel, they're going to be tied very heavily with a movie counterpart. And by far the most so will be WandaVision into... Uh, Doctor Strange, um, multiverse, you know. Oh, I don't nice. know the exact title, and it's Sam Raimi now. Which again, I don't, I don't know a lot of deets on it, but it's uh, my goodness, what a oh, I'm so excited yeah, for that the, one. The opportunities so, are definitely uh, so. Is there, there's a little blue balling of uh, of of us with the with the delay, but it's uh, you know, I think in the long run. You know, yeah. that's one I can stomach a little more than uh, than uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier because, like you said, I you know, from what I understood, everything was, you know, pretty well set. And, uh, you know, and again, a slight delay is nothing. Uh, I know. I'm just being crabby up, about it. it. But it's, well, but again, I, I think some of it's fair, though, because if it's, you know, you can't keep it in the can, you know, for too long to try to line future things up well or, or you will make the natives restless exactly. i mean it's you and know they we, have we can a, only tolerate they have a tough thing because they have they right. have the thing it's that's balance, brought them sure. so much success is this shared universe that ties everything together Amen. but that for also sure. has hamstrung them to a certain extent like if things get delayed then other things have to be delayed and you know, especially when they're doing movies with, you know, Sony's making some of the movies, but they have to time them so that they're, you know, in line with the right. actual Marvel Studios ones. And yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, he's, you know, you know, obviously Feige's got like, you know, unlimited trust at this point. You know, I, there's no, there's, you know. Oh, he's got uh, all our money. He can have it. You know, we're. We right, will, everybody. Yeah, exactly. We will get in line but, uh, to give it to him, but, and it's all good. But he's, uh, you know, I guess all I'm saying is that uh, you know, there's a hopeful side of things, and you know that can turn very quickly. So if uh, you know, at this point, I think delays unfortunate, but it's understandable. But there's got to be, you know. The proof will be in the pudding, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, I'm sure Disney Plus wants to get this stuff out as soon as possible because they, I mean, they will lose subscribers, I'm sure, you know, because I think a lot of the people are there for, 
the you know legacy content but a lot of their subscribers you know came for the mandalorian and you need to keep dripping stuff out to them to to keep everybody you know paying that subscription fee every month so i mean well exactly i mean the thing is is that uh you know again it's 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 hope springs eternal you know or whatever expression you want to use like the mandalorian was out of this world good i mean i that is one of my recent just best of the best exactly amen brother uh i mean flipping kung fu in space are you kidding me oh yeah that's the best thing ever it's i i whatever i mean again we'll talk about this at a future in the future episode but oh my goodness can't can't say enough but all of a sudden not only is it pretty much you know i mean i guess i've heard tale that it's gonna it's it's booting back up or whatever word you want to use but um you know there was that basically indefinite shutdown of uh kenobi and then all of a sudden it's like you know i mean again we've talked a little bit already about the just massive disappointment of this final trilogy of the skywalker saga so you know not that long ago you would have certainly thought that uh Star Wars was playing with house money, you know, and, and, and they've, you know, they've damaged a little bit, uh, Disney. So yeah, Marvel, I mean, Marvel central. So again, you know, I have a lot of trust. I have more trust in, in that group that's running things than I do, uh, you know anybody else so well the uh, good side of this uh, story the part that i thought you'd be excited about is um the she-hulk series because now there's rumors of allison brie being on the short list really yeah so i know how you oh feel about allison well and especially now that she's shown like she, she kicks I mean, the ass a little now. She is uh, well, exactly. She I mean, can be physical. Just maybe one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen. Not maybe. Uh, funny. I mean, timing. Just have delivery, you watched Glow? You know, everything. Yeah, I love but Glow. Once you can now see, like, there's a like just real depth can be, you know. Um, she-Hulk is a hugely underrated character. I mean, that is one where, you know, and especially if they play it, you know, just really embracing the life. You know, that's the beauty of that. You know, she's having fun with it. I mean, she's the Hulk that still has her mind. So she's got this near invulnerability, you know, all the assets of the Hulk, but is a, you know, a fun-loving, you know. Super smart exactly she's got all of uh, all of the things that made her an amazing you know woman yeah available to her you know um so she kind of she she it's almost like she's starting out as you know where he ends up as professor hulk where he has all his you know normal faculties and and mental capacity but just don't even get me going that that was the one character 
that was the one somewhat misstep of end game for me, but uh, whatever. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, well. Yeah. The. Uh, um, yeah. Oh my goodness! I didn't know that. I didn't know Allison Bree was. Well, I mean, you know how the, these things go. That's just one of right, the, right, one of the many. But yeah. at least that one sounds like it's a like more of a more of a Hollywood rumor than just a nerd fan casting. You know, the because the one I liked, you know, with the fan art going around, I like uh, what's her name, the girl from Shameless. Um, there was some fan art casting her, and. She's awesome. Uh, Emmy, Emmy Rossum. Emmy Rossum. Sorry, I was lost the name for a second. Oh, that one. I was yeah. trying to think of the the sh- the other show. The... But yeah, they had her done up with like you know one side and like the lawyer kind of get up and then one you know kind of she hulked. Yeah, she's. Uh, I, I've always been very impressed with her. As a matter of fact, I'm. Uh... Yeah, she's she's. I mean, she's kind of almost another level actor like she should really be on stage more even than the screen but she's uh uh nah i i don't i i just don't see her not that she can't do it but i don't see her like the idea of a really comfortable physicality is is fun to watch like like and especially if you're going to have to do it as a tv series you can't have people that'll be in all be at all wooden in their costumes or however they're going to gear them out um and especially with a she-hulk that's basically going to just be you know i don't know how they'll you know maximize her a little bit but whatever but um you know what i'm saying like there's i don't know again i don't know the right word to use but there's a physicality to allison brie and i'm sure other ones i'm but uh, Emma Rossum is. Uh, uh, I've just, I guess, I've just not seen that side of her. I can't yeah. really envision her for that role. But, uh, but well, but either yeah. way, it sounds like interesting. Uh, it, it sounds like that show is going to be, you know, kind of like you said with the other ones, definitely very, very tied as an end to the movie universe as well, and you know, probably. You know, I'm sure much to your dismay, we'll have Mark Ruffalo showing up at some point. And, and, uh, oh my and well, <laughs> I know I mean, you don't yeah. like Mark, but. Well, yeah, I just, I don't know. Yes, I'll save that for another time. Yeah. But the, uh, but yeah, and, and again, you know, just to close that up a little bit, button that up, the, uh, she would really be, you know, or that series would really make a great uh whether they had already been introduced or not would be a great, you know, way to have uh uh the the Fantastic 4 feature in the in that story. Yeah. Or you know whatever because uh you know with her eventual involvement and such and um the uh, you know future or newer Avenger, you know, a bunch of stuff. I mean, you could really springboard a bunch of stuff and again, you know, because I think the Hulk has been and could have been played so many different ways before you went to the gray hulk or you know whatever their version they're calling you know the the one that was in endgame you know i just you know she is what that is you know she is that's why that's exciting and uh it's a little bit anticlimactic now because of endgame but uh but it's still you know and again with the with the way they can do effects and, and things now it's uh 
oh my goodness, they, there's a lot of potential with that one. So. Yeah. All right, cool. so a lot to look forward to. So, and Toby, I wanted to mention, uh, you know, I know I've been mentioning to you now for a few months now that I had uh, discovered those uh, Guillermo del Toro series, uh, those animated series on Netflix, yeah. the uh, Tales of Arcadia. And uh, just here in the next couple of days, um, the uh, the Wizards, they've, it's basically been, this will be the third series, and the first one had three seasons, the next one had two, and I think this one will only have one, might have two, but um, there's a bunch of cross-pollinating characters within the series. Uh, the first one was kind of about uh, trolls and monsters that way. Uh, the second one was about aliens, and then the third one's about wizards. It's actually okay. t- titled Wizards. Um, but like I said, it's about to come out. Um, so, you know, that's something that uh, you or our listeners should certainly think about. Tales uh, of Arcadia. Jumping on. Um, there you go. He's uh, I'm lean on, uh, on bingeable the- stuff. Exactly. I mean, Guillermo is uh, is just a creative wonderkind. I mean, that guy is. Yeah. If I was, it, yeah, uh, he's the man. I mean, the I enjoyed so much his Hellboys. Uh, I uh, these series have been great. Uh, you know, his writing on the Hobbit uh, trilogy. Um, you know, he's just a really creative impressive dude and that doesn't even scratch the surface of like pan's labyrinth and that whole like you know taking some of the things we love about you know obviously we were superhero heavy in our program but it's you know we also love comics for the horror and the you know and all the other things that they can be and there's many uh, things that scratch that itch that aren't wearing capes and tights Correct. Thank you very much. And uh, and just his way of storytelling is just, man, I, I love that guy. All right. Yeah. Well, I will put that on the list, and I'll report right. back. I'll 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 take that as an assignment. I look forward to it. I look forward to it your uh, review. So I got to hit up Tales of Arcadia and Umbrella. Academy. It's uh, it, the first one is called uh, Troll Hunters, and it uh. uh it was actually originally voiced by. Yeah, I've heard uh, of that. I didn't realize that was okay. what you were talking about. But now I. Yeah, now, the, uh, now it's all coming together. It's all snapping into focus. Yeah, uh, Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, is one of the trolls. Oh my goodness, it's awesome, Toby. And then the uh, second one is. Uh, oh, I forget the name. So right I should now, watch Troll yeah, Hunters yeah. first. Correct. And, then and the, the way I did one? it, um, it's. Uh, Three below, three below. Yeah, uh, the number. Would three I even below. know? Like, if I was just looking at Netflix, would I even know that these things are tied together? I don't really think, so, or I don't know that for sure. I don't know how, like, just easily it is. You know, whatever. I, I, uh, I don't even know originally how I, how I discovered it, but. Uh, well, they definitely pushed animation. troll hunters. That was. At the front of my well, like recommended stuff for a while, but the, I never heard of the three below or anything. And it's old enough where um, you know, again, I watched it recently, and I watched all three seasons of Troll Hunters first, 
then watch the two of three below, and then am now ready for Wizards. And so I'm not sure if the last one of uh, Troll Hunters was, you know, if it over. I mean, you know, obviously they overlapped, quote unquote, because they're you know different characters appeared on different the different series. But I think it, you're supposed to watch it like three, then two, then again, what however long this Wizards series is. But having said that, uh, yeah, it's just really uh, I I had seen you know when it first came on netflix a few years ago i saw it and i wasn't able to get to start it so i kind of just you know fell out of mind uh and and once i started it, it was just really good the voice works great the animation's great the storytelling's outstanding and uh and it really has built to a point where uh I'm very anxious to see how they land this thing. So, uh, and what is the so, like? Could I watch so this with Lucy? I mean, is it um, who is ten? I mean, would you watch it with a ten? Yes, yes, very much so. I don't think I'm giving anything away, and especially, and again, it's old enough now where you know, I don't think, and I'll try not to be any specific spoiler, but it's, you know, the first one is uh, he's in high school, he's got a best friend, his. Dad kind of disappeared at a young age, so he's like really takes care of his mom, who's a doctor, um, but she's obviously on call and stuff a lot and stuff like that. So he like makes breakfast for both of them, and then like in the very first scene, you know, just to kind of set the tone, he is up making breakfast for his mom, who's got to get up for work, and then he heads off to school and and has made a like sandwich for the you know heavy kid next door, who's his buddy. Yeah. Um, so he's like a, a a whip smart, you know, and you know he's got the the knife skills like yeah. in his uh, food prep and stuff like that. So you can tell he's like not a a, a goof. He's a you know he's he's whatever. He's just it's it's fitting in or whatever that has stunted him. It's not that he doesn't have the skill set. So anyway, so having established that, he uh, he ends up getting a uh, an amulet that give that in you know imbues him with the power of the troll hunter and the troll hunter is really responsible for it's always been a troll and they protect the troll world and the human world he's the first human that's been a troll hunter and that's a big deal and then whatever there's great voices like i said it's uh 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 kelsey Grammer alone on that one but then once you get into the the next series it's it's a brother and sister and their guardian and they basically there's a coup and their parents get uh, really hurt very badly and they get basically put in like a stasis field where they're going to they're energy based beings and uh, and they're going to you know they get put in these like pods or whatever where they're going to regenerate but it's going to take some time so they they escape to earth. And they take the form of the three most ignored type of people, which is a Hispanic kid, a girl, and an old man. <laughs> and the old man is voiced by, um, uh, oh man, Nick, uh, the guy from uh, Parks and... Oh, Nick Offerman? <laughs> Thank you. Uh and he's like got just the constantly like just gruff and like obnoxious voice and oh, that's perfect. Extremely, extremely funny. And uh, <laughs> all and right, so, yeah. So anyway, so, so get into it, get into it, people. And uh, hey, hit up the social media. Jo- uh, like our Facebook page, Back Issues. 
Um, you know, if you have comments on the show or comments on, on some of the stuff that uh, we're reading, we'll probably do some type of Facebook group coming up here in the future. So uh, just follow the Facebook page and uh, we'll get you information on that. So uh, last week, Dave, we we played a little game to determine who was going to pick our uh, reading material for this week. And you won that game. So I'm back with another quiz for you. Now, I'm going to put you in the hot awesome. seat. So I was nice to you this time around. I definitely picked a category that you should be very well versed in. And that category is Batman villains. However, Ooh. this is a time challenge. So there's 16 of them here. And I'm going to give you... I took this quiz earlier. Now, granted... You know, this is a quiz courtesy of Sporkle.com. Thank you, the spokes, folks at Sporkle, for all your trivia, especially the nerdiest of trivia. Um, I took this quiz and, and completed it in about two minutes. Now, I had to type in the answers, so I'm going to have to lop a little bit of time off of that. Um, so I'm going to give you 90 seconds. And you have to be perfect. If you miss Sounds any good. of them, you lose the game, and I win. Now, is so there? Uh, I'm going to give you a clue, and it, you just got to give me the villain's name. So, while you do okay, have to so answer like, quickly, I I would advise to listen carefully and don't answer too quickly. Make sure you take time to think, because if you miss even one, you lose. So, okay, that sounds great. I just want to make sure that I have it have the rules. Uh, Correctly. Yep. Um, understood. The And it's fully vetted. The only reason I make it such a harsh standard is because I know 100% that you know all these answers. So it's about speed and composure in the hot seat. You know, this right. isn't a test so of knowledge. I'm... This is a test of your cool, of your chill. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, that, that kind of, I'm sure then I've, that kind of already pre-answers my question, but my okay. ca- question is basically: it's not a situation where I'm just, you know, obviously set to ramble off because I there's probably more than sixteen. Oh no 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 no! no. I'm gonna add, I'm gonna give you a them, specific but... clue, and you're gonna t- say the specific villain. And are they at all cryptic? Or are they pretty? No, nope, like, they're all pretty. They're all pretty straightforward. But okay, it's, but they're just short, awesome. They're just short single clues. Okay. All right. And 16 and I got 16 and 90 seconds. And I have Oh wait, hang on. I got to set the set the clock. And they're short, so I'll read them fast. I'm not going to Right. I'm not going to scam and 16 you here. and 90 seconds. Yep. Okay. All right. I think that's fair. I or at least at this point and, I do. And and like <laughs> and like fa- I'll do uh I'll do family feud rules where the timer will begin after I finish asking the first question. 90 seconds on the clock. The mugger who murdered Bruce Wayne's parents. Joe Chill. Batman's greatest enemy as well as the most famous. Say that again? I'm sorry. Batman's enemy as well as the most famous. The Joker? Correct. An accomplished jewel thief. Catwoman. Correct. Possesses super strength and the ability to mold his body into any form. Clayface. An insane psychologist biochemist who specializes in the nature of fear. Uh, 
Scarecrow. Performs crimes based on birds. The penguin. Obsessed with committing crimes themed around duality and opposites. Uh, Two-Face. Has a strange compulsion to leave clues to his crimes. The Riddler. Inspired by Alice's adventure in Wonderland to commit crimes. The Mad Hatter. A scientist whose invention of a freeze gun went terribly wrong. Mr. Freeze. Has the ability to control all plant life. Poison Ivy. Transformed by a serum designed to help him here with echolocation. Man Bat. Founder of the Worldwide League of Assassins. Raish Al Ghul. Has a medical condition that warped his body into a massive crocodile-like form. Killer Croc. Female clown with a hammer and crazy crush. Harley Quinn. Has immense strength comes from a steroid called Venom. Bane. Uh, it's right on the buzzer. <laughs> I make it? Nice. I'm going to give it to you because I had to repeat the one question. You were right on the buzzer just straight up, but... Uh, well, because... Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> the, the first one confused me a little bit. Thank you so much, first of all. That was that was fun. Well, that and the, other, super, and the uh, other... I appreciate that. The that re- other reason I'll throw in a few benefit of the doubt seconds on there is because... The only one that really tripped you up was somewhat of a subjective Correct. Question. That's what fucked me up. I know. Because it the was first... greatest enemy and most famous. I mean, you were right. And I think most people, if they thought about it, would answer the same thing. But that wasn't exactly a, a you know, objective well, question. Y- well, here's where it fucked me up. And again, it's where it shows, like... You know, I would, you know, argue that our, our deep love for the comics is, you know, within Batman, there are also even favorite creators. And I, you know, and I'm a Neil Adams guy through and through. Right. You know, so like they brought us, uh, you know, he and uh, Denny O'Neill brought us uh, uh, Ra's al Ghul. You know, yeah. and he really, in many ways, is considered his greatest enemy. Well, but he's not right. his most famous, he's definitely per se, famous you know, or right. his, or his definitely is not his arch enemy, which right. you know people definitely give Joker the nod for that. So, like, you know, yeah, that's they, what tripped me up is like the wording that. of it, and it, I overthought it. So that that's that almost no, but I, I recognize that that question is flawed too. That's how they should have phrased it. They should have said. Batman's arch enemy as well as his most famous. And then I think that would have been pretty bulletproof yes. to be be the Joker. But yes. you still you still answer correctly, so two in a row. Thank uh, you. That's pretty good. I, it was nice that was a blast. That's pretty good. You were pretty automatic on all of those, so that was fun. That was a lot of, that was yeah, I enjoyed that. Thank you. All right, so give it some thought, and you can uh, choose our reading material for next week. So coming up next, we're going to talk about Batman and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Cowabunga.
we are back, and it is time to discuss this week's reading material, which Shavy D won the honors last week to choose. And what did you choose, Shavy D? I chose uh, Batman and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from 2015. Yes, you did. For 2015. All right. So now we go back. I mean, obviously with Batman, but we go back pretty far. OG with the turtles, like pre cowabunga pre you know video games and pizza well i mean maybe there was the pizza involved and stuff but like teenage mutant ninja turtles before like the animated series and everything oh absolutely that's i mean the the you know black and white independent press you know teenage mutant ninja turtles i mean that that's yeah yeah don't get me wrong i mean i know a lot of people you know slightly younger than myself that that have you know loved the cartoons and the movies and you know, they've, uh, Oh yeah. I enjoyed them yeah. when they came out. I mean, I, I was, uh, you know, probably a little older than the demo at that point, but just having, having read some of the comics, you know, I was definitely interested in them, but I definitely have enjoyed like some of the more, as far as for the animated stuff, some of the more recent things that they've done, they're a little bit more true to the comics but yep um so i was actually i'll be honest i was a little surprised when you chose this i mean i know how big of a uh batman fan you are but this is something that i would have thought you would have seen as you know maybe gimmicky and maybe a slap in the face to the sanctity of the bat or or whatever you know such right feelings you might hold that was just my it made me a little surprised when you picked it so what made you choose this well, it was just the the interesting combination. I mean, it's it's one of those things where I'm one of those people that, uh, if done right, even the most outlandish of things can be very entertaining. I mean, I would just cite a, a kind of a you know quick example of uh, that movie not too many years ago, uh, Abraham Lincoln, The Vampire Hunter. Uh, right. You know, what a great job they did with that, you know, from the comic. Um, but the uh, <clears throat> uh, anyway, I just love the the idea of throwing them together. And yes, I mean, it was definitely there was some risk involved as far as how cheese ball or, you know, it had to be done right. But the, you know, the shared martial arts background and just so much of of there, there were themes that could. If, if done right, could be amazing. And I'll tell you what, it was uh, uh, James Tinian the fourth. What's uh, do you know how to uh, pronounce it? Yeah, Tinian. I'm not 100% sure, but I would say Tinian. Um, I believe in just a, it may be the last, I don't know, one of the previous episodes, maybe the, the second one when we were talking about uh, Grayson. Uh, I mentioned that. Uh, little you know four or five page uh story the precedent in uh detective comics 1000 i don't know if you recall that yeah yeah i remember you mentioned but he actually wrote that i i I went back and checked i thought that was that was accurate um but oh my goodness i mean you know the the artwork his writing on this the it's I was just so impressed. Again, you know, there was definitely high, yeah, high, high I, risk, high reward. But you know, I won't bury the lead. I loved it. I I enjoyed this very, very much. I like way more than I thought 
that I would. I mean, because it's it, the whole thing starts out, you know, you just have to just, you know, go ahead and accept that this thing's going to happen. Like if you have any resistance or any skepticism about, well, how are they going to just, you know, merge the worlds of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Batman? They just come right out of the gate with it. They're just, they're here, you know, they're here now. Yep. Basically there's, you know, technology being stolen around great Gotham choice city. And, uh, you know, there's some question about whether or not the the turtles are part of this Foot Clan, you know, or if they're against them or, or whatever. But uh, it starts out with just suspension of disbelief. You just have to say, okay, this is happening right now. They're in Gotham City. You know, how how is it going to be handled? And yeah, I thought he handled it great. I, I thought the the first thing that struck me, like you know they don't take very long to bring them together which was nice it's not like a slow burn where we're waiting to actually bring batman you know around around the turtles but um when they do the first thing that i noticed that i loved is they didn't like try to make it seem like there was any kind of even match there i mean batman basically could have just smoked them all and they made that very clear you know which in a situation like this where you're taking two separate properties you might have seen them motivated to be like oh well you know with all four turtles together maybe they could take down batman but that was not the case right and and i and i, I remind me because i i have a great comment about that because that's probably that speaks to my favorite scene in the whole series um but before I get to that, I do want to comment on what you said about the, you know, basically establishing of this this universe. I thought it was done perfectly. First and foremost, the art and how they did Batman, how he actually drew Batman. The artist on this, uh, do you have that right in front of you? Um, it is Freddie Williams. Yes, I'm, thank you. Freddie, like the third well done, or something, Freddie. maybe even. Does he, is he? Freaking beautiful. Oh, my goodness. It just so yeah. perfect for this story and for the, like you said, the blending of the universes. The way Batman, the presence of Batman is exactly, you know, what he needs to be to not only establish, like you said, the, you know, almost like the. You know the half sensei. You know the, the 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 you know role that he is. You know the 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 quote unquote older brother for the for the turtles. But they're the shredder mashup has to be. You know, for the turtles as a foursome to be attacking him. You know, and him holding his own for Batman and him to go mano a mano. You have to establish Batman as that. You know, he's just a step above the turtles. You know, so uh, uh, I mean, I don't mean just by a step. I mean, you know, he is that tier above. Um, so anyway, so yeah. that was great, and just yeah, the mood. I mean, the 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 the, the atmosphere that you had. So then, by the time you did get to where I felt the payoff. You know, if I may be so bold to jump ahead in this one instance. Uh, yes, and of course, as always, spoilers aplenty. Yes, You've been warned. thank you. Uh, my favorite, favorite scene in the whole series is when uh, 
you know, and we'll get we'll, we'll go through the chronology a little bit as we go. But I just want to jump ahead because it's I just love it when he's sparring when Batman at one point is sparring in the cave with Leonardo. With Leo, yeah, and yeah. you know they're kind of heating it up and everything, and then uh, uh, Splinter makes a comment, you know, directed at Leonardo, and then he kind of just makes a, a comment about, uh, uh, yeah. you know, watch your footwork. Uh, he's getting, you know, he's getting a little whatever, and uh, Batman's like basically says back, uh, you know, uh, his foot look, his footwork looks fine to me, and Splinter's like, I wasn't speaking to Leonardo or whatever, and and Batman, you know, gets that like kind of rare surprise look and then gets a you know a quick throw from uh from leo and uh just fantastic i mean just you know the well not only was it a funny very funny moment it also gave the chance to let leo get the best of batman at least one time but you know batman had a good excuse Very much so. And their mutual love and respect for the martial arts, you know. Yeah, I and I agree. I love the way that he drew this. It would you know, not only did he nail Batman perfectly, but even though it's basically the turtles and, and the foot coming to Gotham City, and that's where the whole story takes place, um, the feel of it, the artwork felt very reminiscent of the old original Turtles comics from before they, you know, became, you know, a Saturday morning cartoon. But it felt like that real, you know, kind of mature, like real um, grittier kind of art. And I just loved it. It was just so it was so fun to see all the little, you know, things that they threw in. Obviously, at the, at the beginning of the story, you know, they allude to Damian Wayne being away, you know, doing like a scouting mission or something. I don't know how he describes it or whatever. So it, it was nice because I think that was the point where they establish like the timeline when this is taking place, you know, for Batman fans and Batman readers. But, you know, I kind of thought that would be it. I wasn't expecting Damian to show up later in the story, but I was super happy when he did you know because at this point the turtles and batman have aligned to a common cause and you know damien just comes home from his mission and the turtles are just chilling playing video games in the bat cave and you know batman's not around so that created a really fun moment with d-dubs oh without a doubt and that's what and that really it sums it up i mean as far as like the or, or i shouldn't say sums it up but speaks to so much the what I loved as the overarching theme of this, which again, I thought, thought was the, you know, martial arts, specifically ninjutsu. And, and, uh, uh, you know, the, the once, you know, Shredder established, like he was like, Penguin was not anywhere near the kind of, well, funny enough in this episode, I, I think you'll hear the trivia section. And, uh, you know, there was a little confusion on the, Raish uh, versus uh, the Joker as far as the greatest uh, enemy. And just the idea of the Penguin, you know, kind of thinking he's the, you know, the cock of the walk in Gotham. But then, you know, Shredder puts him in his place. And then when Shredder thinks he's, you know, kind of getting out of the, the frying pan, boom, he's into the fire when he, he ends up on that plane. And it's... uh Rache and the and the 
League of Assassins have eliminated all the foot that were on the plane and they're like, you know, you're basically working. You can either work, you know, with me or for me, <laughs> you know, but, uh, yeah. Um, but I love that. Well, and that, and, and, and that allowed for where, the, the whole James Tinian. I guess we know where James Tinian falls on the discussion of who Batman's greatest enemy is, because when he was deciding who, you know, Shredder would ultimately team up with in, in this story, I mean, Joker was pretty marginalized actually in, in, in the scheme of things in this story and Rachel Ghoul was, you know, the big time. I, I think that, yes, I, I think that you can definitely look at it that way, or you can also look at it, you know, for the service of the story in the sense of like, I believe, uh, Damien even makes a comment when he, that great scene, like you're talking about where he, you know, gets ready to rough up the, the turtles that are basically waiting back at the cave. Um, he's, uh, I think he makes a comment that, uh, you know, what were you thinking, dad? Uh, you know, once Raish got word that there's a, uh, you know, another uh, assassin, you know, another ninja clan in Gotham, you know, he's going to come in and take care of business. So uh, maybe it was even Penguin when he came to rat him out or I don't, you know, I don't remember again. The yeah, exact scenario, yeah, definitely. But... They needed to set up a foil that also happened to have an army at his command. Perfect. That kind of thing that wouldn't have made... Wouldn't have made as much sense for for the Joker to be that, and you know, which worked out great because you know Joker was safely tucked away at Arkham, you know, where they all end up at one point. And I mean, oh, now, and this is not a shot at like, I mean, because I loved everything about this story, but obviously, you kind of knew as soon as you knew that there was like mutagen at their <laughs> disposal. You kind of saw the Arkham part coming. Like once, right. once the word Arkham was said, you kind of knew that there was going to be some, you know, mutated villains from the Rogues Gallery. Right, and I thought that and, they I, I, exactly, and they delivered on it beautifully. I, 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 oh my goodness! I, well, first of all, yes, I think that they I, slow played it well in the sense that when they were still trying to set up that first, you know, dimensional jump machine, uh, they. Uh, you know, you were still thinking again as a as a as a Turtles fan from way back. You're thinking about maybe, you know, if uh, if uh, Casey Jones comes through, which he eventually does. God bless him. And on a quick sidebar, I, I understand. I actually looked it up, and Sportsmaster is from uh, 1947, and Casey Jones is from 1985. But Casey Jones will always have my heart personally as the you know guy with the bag of flipping sports equipment that beats the shit out of people with it but oh and and believe me there's a whole generation probably two generations of people who don't even know know the other think that sports master is a ripoff of casey jones right exactly (laughs) you know what i mean correct but even though he's from the 40s right but having said that i think in that you know in that early portion of the series i was you know still entertaining the idea that if something like that were to happen maybe they'd bring through the mutagenic you know people from from the the turtle series um yeah but i'm so happy they didn't i mean what a great choice i mean again the the artist it, 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 to get to allow him to flex you know on batman's rogues gallery as you know mutagenic uh turtle enemies is just fantastic oh, I, I lo- and like such great choices you know with uh, Mr. Freeze being a polar oh. bear, of course, and uh, outstanding. 
Uh, Bane as the wait, who was Bane as a massive the elephant. I think the Riddler was a fox. Yep. Bane is a massive elephant. Uh, Scarecrow is a crow, literally. Yes. Um, penguin yeah. as a penguin. The Joker was a snake. Yeah, a cobra. I was that was the one I wasn't really sure, but I thought that was a good choice. Um, well, yeah, it's like hard to. Th- I'm sure they had a short list. You know what I mean? Because there's no like specific animal that comes to mind. Correct. When you think of the Joker. So, some of those were layups, of course. Right, like praying mantis. Uh, yeah, and then penguin, who wasn't actually an Arkham, you know, you think you miss out on that one, but then he pops up later. You know, he just has it done to him as a punishment, basically, and to make him like the first person to attack them or whatever. Well, and that yeah, was such a great way his... to do it because then you get the character again. You know, he gets you know shrunk down the size in the early episode or the I keep calling them episodes, but the, in the early uh, issues. Uh, so he's bitter, but he's still, you know, he's still forced to work. And then he, he does the, the, the betrayal. And then to come back and have him, like, basically, you know, used to introduce, you know, what's happening in that final final uh, stretch yeah. is just perfect. And, uh, and how that played with, you know, keeping the t- turtles there and pulling them back in. I mean... Um, I know we've kind of jumped around just because obviously, you know, the, the passion levels are high on this one, but, uh, do you, do you want to, do you want to retrack a, a little bit? Well, I was just going to say while we were talking about, um, the artwork in particular, one of the other things I loved is, you know, and I don't want to give away all the little, right. You know, plot points that come up. I mean, so we, many can, of them. we can step around it, but, uh, I, they gave so much fan service by bringing, you know, Casey Jones in and, you know, making sure, obviously, I mean, that story would have suffered hugely if they hadn't brought Master Splinter over and had him be right there involved in it, you know. Um, but, like, even the characters that they didn't give us, they kind of did by way of, like, them telling the expository part of the story and of what happened back on their New York city. But then in the background during that, you could see like this beautiful, like mural almost of like Krang and, you know, Bebop yes. and Rocksteady yes. and like, you know, all oh, of the little players that didn't really make the cut for this story, but we still got to see Freddie's take on them, you know? Great point. Visually, yeah. Again, I can't. I mean, both the writer and the the both the writing and the the art on this is just otherworldly. I'm just so happy. Just again, the synergy. You know, sometimes things just come together and and everything works. And yeah, it's. Uh, I love those panels uh, in particular. And then yeah, I I one of the things again I want to dance around a little bit because I don't want to give too much away. There's just such a good emotional story to all this. And the one thing I will mention a little bit is, you know, because it establishes it's pretty pretty early is that uh you know, you usually Alfred is the character that kind of says, "Okay, what what is the Batman's feeling that he's not saying, if you will." And uh you know, it's 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 he's about a week out when it starts. He's his emotional tether right. to, to humanity. You know? There you go. He's about a week out from uh, the anniversary. You know, and everybody knows what the anniversary is. And uh, um, you know what I liked about it is that puts you right in that frame of mind. And then again, there's there's that 
those things established, uh, those emotional, the, the emotional depth of this story, you know, again, I, I want people, I, that's the part I don't want to comment too much on because it's just so good. I mean, you're getting all this great, like, fan service and high quality writing and art and a good story, but, but I'm not even touching on the depth of the story. But I will give you a little fun thing that's, uh, uh, that is kind of a spoiler though, you know, obviously you expect some sort of resolution and you know, there, there is. And, uh, and like we've talked about in a couple of these episodes now, the, the, the dynamic of the bat family is something I just really think certain writers do a great job with this guy, for instance, uh, Scott Snyder, uh, is, is another one I think does a really good job. Uh, and when, after they've kind of uh, wrapped things up and they realize, you know, it's the day of the anniversary and uh, they're kind of like, hey, do you want us to give you some space? You know, whatever, yada, yada, yada. Uh, he's like, no, you know, let's let's do something. And of course, Alfred, like we've talked about, you know, the heart and soul of the Bat family, you know, goes yeah, directly I, to, hey, I love this let's moment. do some like I fun, uh, you know, home movies or something, you know, something embarrassing or whatever, you know, something that totally like Dick or probably even See, Tim or anybody Master else would, Wayne when he was a toddler would have, or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> would have just jumped all over at that. But Damien being the most truly wired in, in that, you know, that aspect of Batman you know, immediately wants to go start wrenching on a, on a, you know, some equipment and Bruce is like sold, you know, <laughs> let's do it. I mean, he doesn't say that, say yeah. that but you know, um, well, and, and I, w- I would even go a step further because I, I thought that was a really touchy moment. I touching moment. I should say, I was a lot I of read humor that as, as Damien knowing what Bruce needed there, you know, not so much. That was what he wanted to do. You know, I, I I think he read Bruce's reaction to what Alfred suggested, and then it, knowing what he probably would really make him feel better, he was like, "Oh yeah, I saw some flaws in the iron suit or whatever the, they call it." I mean, either way, yeah. either way, yeah. you interpret it; it's still a sweet moment. But... Yeah, I, I I see it more like because I could see. Bruce, being, maybe I'm giving Damien too much credit. Right, maybe Bruce. Him, Bruce yeah. has the potential to be more magnanimous than Damien does. Like I think the line yeah. pr- just before that is something to the effect of like, you know, would you like me to give you some privacy for your day <laughs> or whatever? You know, like just very like just matter <laughs> yeah. of fact and father. Right, correct. So I, but either way, it's yeah. It's, no, it's yeah. Just, I can, it's interesting that we both read that a different way, though. It's it what makes it beautiful. That's, that's what makes great literature about amazing. Things, and know? comic books are literature. But yeah, I loved you know, I, I love the whole like dynamic. And again, you know, spoilers a little bit. But at, at one point, you know, even after Batman's teamed up with the Turtles, and you know, they're clearly on the same side. At one point, Raphael gets angry do you want to go there with this what's you want to go that was the one that was one of the ones i was trying not to touch too much because of the spoiler aspect but okay okay we can then i will say that because yeah that's a that's a moment that like if you haven't read it read it i won't i won't spoil any of that because that is it's what it's probably my favorite moment in the whole thing very close might, might be mine as well i can real good I, I can i can make my point about it without awesome. talking about the moment specifically okay. what i mean you again I, I don't mean to 
what you know, the, what they it. did with this it is you know especially the the relationship between Raphael and and Batman and, and the way they handle that situation it makes this a great book like you're always talking about how especially you know these days so many people get Batman wrong Amen. as this damaged I know where you're going. violent yep. you know angry like vicious dude who who's just on his mission or whatever and you're right so many people you know writers included get that totally wrong and if there's a reader who has that assumption, this is a great book to hand them and tell them to read this because within, you know, in a very organic way within the story, they almost answer that. They Oh, it's you know, beautiful. It's like like it was written as an answer to people who have that You know what, Toby? I think but it's done so seamlessly in the story. We need to talk about it beautiful. a little bit because I mean, it's one of those things we're now just thinking about it for a moment. I, I mean, I I get a little choked up. I mean, it's done that well. Yeah. So again, I mean, let's try to be somewhat respectful of like letting people discover it for themselves. But no, it's worth some commentary because it's, uh, you know, it just speaks to the dedication, the, 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 you know, this was not, you know, he was eight years old. And by eight years old with a caring, intelligent, loving parents, you know, he had a nice base and he had a great, you know, guardian and eventual friend in Alfred. And obviously the means to 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 do whatever his whatever he decides to do once the initial shock of the damage, you know, is passed. But basically once he lost everything, you know, he was a good kid with an amazingly damaged damaging event and then you know he basically moved forward and uh yeah i i really like the fact that this one just really touches on so many it touches on so many aspects of the character i mean the beauty of the four really even the five characters of the four turtles and splinter you know it allows Batman to, you know, the leadership and mentorship of a splinter, the, the, the dedication to the art of, you know, jujitsu with, uh, with Leo and kind of inner, you know, interplay both of those things with splinter as well. Um, then you have the, uh, the tech of Donatello and the, just the, you know, I mean, obviously the, you know, from Michelangelo's side, the awestruck nature of the, his collection of, of trophies and you know just what he's got going on so you get to see all those things but then the driven aspect of Raph and Batman you know that that kind of instead of lining up it clashes you know whatever but then like you said when they're able to kind of you know go a little deeper and what that allows in this particular series which is done so well and it gets so right is it gets to delve into him as the the great protector, you know, the idea of taking this great hurt in his life and turning it into good. I mean, there's a this is kind of a weird little side thought, but I I, I don't know if you and I don't know the, the the name of the condition, but actually Mary Lou Henner from Taxi, do you know who that is? 
Uh, yeah, she remembers everything. Correct. D- d- directly, and some of them have it even more highly tuned than she does as far as, like, specifically minutes of the day. She's got it crazy. Correct. and She's got it super, super. And it's, and it's almost nothing like even, like, I shouldn't say nothing like, but it's, there are even slightly more ratcheted up levels to what she has. And, and like you said, it's amazing. And yeah. what I think I've always kind of envisioned with Batman is having that type of quote unquote, you know, uh, eidetic memory, you know, like where it's not just recall, total recall of knowledge. Like I would say an Oracle would have, but like total recall of, events and that's what makes him the detective he has and some of it's like maybe not just purely natural some of it's all the training that he sought and so on and so forth but i think that that's where i like the interplay as far as my conception of of in inside it's always that taking the darkness of that moment that can never be forgotten and using the power of it to generate good every moment moving forward. And there's a level of hope in that that never gets played up in the Batman character the right way. And the way they do that with that, you know, moment alone with the two of them is, I mean, it's it's rock solid. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it it's great. And it, while you were talking about that, it made me think. Uh, I loved like when when they first squared off at on, in the first issue when Batman and the Turtles first squared off, and I think it was Leo who's who's like, you know, yeah, he's he's not really, you know, going full out. You know, he's really just kind of studying us. He's fighting us like a like a detective. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes, and I love that he just picked up yes. on that because you know basically that is what he was doing. He's that much of a badass that you know he can fight them off, but like really just be kind of studying their technique at the same time. And you know, I love them involving you know Lucius Fox and Alfred and figuring out what was going on. They just did it such a nice job at like teeing up these plot points that like explained all the crazy shit that's happening. It was so far reaching in six issues, you know, everything was tied up neatly with a bow at the end. I mean, I can't wait to read the next one. Oh, I'm I'm so, so so looking forward to more, two more, uh, you know, series or whatever. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to, 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 yes, they, it was so done so well. I mean, the 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 width and breadth of the universe that they created, and you know the it was just handled great. I'm just really impressed, and uh, even down to the 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 pacing of it, like each issue had a nice, you know, exciting cliffhanger at the end, you know, to lead into the next one. So like this one would have been a really fun one to read month to month as it was released yes. because they left some pretty nice cliffhangers you know with you know first it was kind of them meeting up and then it was um you know shredder being on the scene and then it was ray Ghoul, you know showing up like these were all like led into at the end of each issue and just just kind of left you left you wanting to read the next one i probably will actually read the next series tonight after we're done 
podcasting, I'm probably going to dive in because it, it was super impressive. Especially if the same guys made it. I'm assuming that they did, but uh, yes, they did. 100%. Yes, they did. I mean, I I knew for Sweet. sure that, that I am uh, on board. Yeah, it's uh, it's it was a it was a fun ride for sure. I'm I was very impressed, and uh, you know, again, they. Uh, they got so much right, and to be honest with you, you know we've we've gone on quite a bit about how much they got Batman right, but they really got the turtles right too, you know, and and that that's worth oh, saying. Oh yeah, they made me like they resparked my interest in the turtles. Yes. I'm interested now in like going back to some of the old originals and maybe even seeing some of the recent. Like, I mean, I'd like to see the anime. Like, there's a Batman Turtles animated one that I think came out just this year. That I think it's. Ba- I don't I know think if it's based if it's based on the same story or not, but I'd like to see it. I believe so, and I definitely would. So maybe we'll have to review that when we watch it. But the, um, but yeah, the. Uh, I think that's what made me a little leery about this because looking at the art in the animated, the animated movie it looked to me like it was going to lean a little closer to like Batman and Robin meet Scooby-Doo. Uh, <laughs> I right. I was afraid that the, co- I think I was afraid the comics were going to be like that too, but right. I was way wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, the, it was, it, it couldn't have atmospherically felt more right for the story that, that, I mean, the art was just spot on. So yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to the next couple, but the, um, uh, yeah, I just really enjoyed, like I said, I touched on it briefly earlier, but I like the fact that to me, you know, the four of them, I really enjoy the interplay of their personalities, you know, the four turtles, but I, mm-hmm. I just have always since, since the black and white, you know, first run back in the eighties, the, the, you know, the master splinter, there's just something about him that is... I just love the wise sage. I mean, there's just something about that character that is, it's perfect. It's just perfect for the inner mix of Bruce Wayne because, I mean, he spent his whole life gleaning the best from the best. And, you know, although it's in certain incarnations, you know, reality-based incarnations of Batman, you can't imagine a, you know, six-foot rat offering anything but uh in this one it works well to be fair he's probably only about five feet fair enough i'll give you that one but uh you know i would love i would like to see just a batman and master splinter team up oh my word i love the one part where like you know batman was surprised or whatever that he he had some information or no that he knew that he knew that he was Bruce Wayne. Well, he's like, we, he's neither like, one of you think I can't. You think I can't follow you home, you know, and tail right. you back to where you work. Right. <laughs> neither one of us have have looked at the 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 other two series, so we won't know. But let me, you know, just in case it's in there. Uh, oh, I hope I hope they get some time. I I haven't. Uh, you know, I don't know. I'm just saying this. But like, what would be funny is. I'm always just a sucker for a good uh, training sequence. And if somehow yeah. Batman to save... We need a montage. Right, exactly. So if somehow <laughs> Batman has to save the turtles and by taking, like, say, the mutagen, but then Splinter's got to train him as a mutated bat slash man, uh, you know, I'm just saying, that could be in there somewhere. Yeah. 
I like it. But any any like uh, any kind of uh, Master Splinter, uh, um, you know, Batman would be. Uh, I, I'm down with that. So. All right. Well, hey, if that comes to pass. I guarantee we will be back here talking about it. So everybody go check out the first series and go ahead and read the second and the third because we're going to be, you know, it might not be an episode, but we're, we're definitely going to be talking about it at some point anyway. So thanks for listening. Any final thoughts, Shavy D? I would just say um, I had a great time as always and, and maybe to everybody out there, start looking um, because we'll start, we're going to start releasing a few uh few uh, little independent uh reviews on some things and uh and uh, yeah we're gonna have a bunch of bonus content so to make sure i mean make sure you subscribe in itunes or spotify or wherever you're listening we'd love to have you check it out um definitely head over to facebook because that's where that's where everything um you know like our facebook page back issues podcast and uh we'll we'll announce everything that's coming up there oh yeah baby all right dave well Great speaking with you as always, and thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. All right. Great show, Tobe. Bye, everybody.